0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Today's Money. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you want to jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about how to master your own trading mind. We're going to talk about the ups and the downs. I had a couple of questions come in after I had a couple of trades this past week. People seeing me document and share my wins and my losses. Actually, both of the days that I traded this past week had multiple trades. So there was a lot of action, and I think that's what prompted these questions. So before we get into that, Riley, how are you feeling?
1: Fantabulous.
0: You saw that our last video... Um, a lot of people, more I think than ever before, watched all the way through and it was one of our funniest, I almost said it, but our funniest secret words at the end. So if you missed that last video, <laughs> you got to go back and check that out because a lot of people gave us good feedback on it. The the um, What was it called? It was episode 14, but it was the 15 tips to improve your trading. That's where a lot of people were commenting. I got to plug the ASFX trading journals as I always do. I'm going to put the link in the description for you guys to get this. Chris complimented us today. Jack complimented us yesterday yesterday. Uh, who else was it? Colby got his yesterday. So people are starting to get their journals now that they got shipped out uh, this past week. And the feedback is awesome. So that's awesome. It's cool
1: to hold it in real life. Like, because all of our, like, the course and everything, it's all digital. Yeah. So, like, to hold something, like.
0: All right, you're going to break the table, relax. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. And that's why, you know, I feel like if we're going to do something now that our brand is, you know, pretty well established, especially in the Forex space, I feel like it's got to be done well. It can't just be thrown together. So like when Chris complimented me on the paper, it's like I made sure that the paper was good because I wanted people to feel that. So check out the journals if you haven't uh, done so already. I'll put the link in the description. Should I read them the tweet? Do you think? Yeah. That started this episode that started the thought process here. So this is from Malcolm. His Twitter handle is by any trade. He said, Austin, can you share your mindset in walking away after back to back winning days? I struggle with this as the more win days in a row, the more I want to keep going on my hit streak, but usually end up giving back big chunks chunks of my wins. So I answered him on Twitter, so some people probably saw my answer. But I felt like we could talk about that because that is a problem for a lot of people, what to do when you consistently are winning trades. It's a good problem, but how do we handle that so you don't get cocky, basically? And Mm -hmm. then also we can look at the flip side of this, and I figured we both have... Some experience with the people that we've coached to talk about what to do when you're, instead of having a winning streak, having a losing streak. And how do you get out of that rut? What side do you want to start on? The win side or the losing side?
1: That's tough because to me, there is no side. It's just trade.
0: No, I know. But I mean, like, do you want to start with like.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, Let's start with the good so side. So you just be
0: saying shit like that yeah, sometimes but, and it's like.
1: Because that's what I honestly think.
0: I know. But like, <laughs> are we going to talk about what it's. <laughs> we'll talk you...
1: about the winning side first.
0: Okay. So you're winning consistently and how yeah. do you. Mentally stay, I guess we'll use the same reference we've been using for a lot of episodes, but that equilibrium state, the boat in the water, right? How do you stay even as you continue to win? Do you have any thoughts on that initially before I go into some of my notes?
1: I would say, just like anything you do in life, well, at least me, you put it behind you. So when that trade is done, when that trade is closed, it's over, it's done, Like you move on to the next trade. So that's why I was being a little silly, but I was being serious when I say that I don't think you should really look at it as like a win streak or a lose streak, although that that may be the hard facts. You have to just really look at it as it's just another trade, it's just another trade. To keep your ego at bay whenever you might be on a factual winning streak, just tell your mind, I'm just taking another trade follow your plan if anything you should be reading your plan like twice the amount of times be- or three times five times before you start trading when you're losing to remind yourself hey these when are your rules winning, you or yeah sorry when you're winning these are your rules mm-hmm. you know what's gotten you here continue to follow them don't try and put on more risks just because you're winning because then like you said then you're going to give back so many of your profits just because you're starting to get cocky You're going off the rails.
0: Where I find that a lot of people this happens with is they're they're winning because they string together a couple of really good selective trades. But they don't pay attention to the fact of how selective they're being in those trades. And then because they've now won trades that they were being selective in, but they're unaware of their selectivity. Are you following me? Yep. Then they end up taking a less probable trade and that ends up ruining the win streak just because they're cocky, feeling good about the wins. You don't even need to be cocky. You can just be feeling good about wins and feeling like, yeah, because then you feel like you're never wrong. And that's where we run into this issue because that's, I feel like another important point of this is to talk about when you're winning trades, you're going to associate that with you being right. But that is not what's happening. Your system mathematically is playing out as it should if you're trading like we do by rules and tested rules and systems. So if you're in that boat and you're winning, it's not that you're right or wrong your system is doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. If you realize that you're detaching yourself, I think a little bit more, like you said, from that actual trade. And that's part of it. Another well, yeah. Th-
1: sorry. I was just going to say when you're on a win streak too, like drop the expectation that that streak is going to continue forever. Do you really think you're going to win hundred percent of your trades? Like, no, that's where like be realistic, drop the expectation. You know, that every once in a while, statistically, you're going to lose a trade. It happens. Be prepared for it. Any trade that you take could result in a winner or a loser. Yeah. That's that's well said. The, the game.
0: Another part of what I wrote down for the on the winning side of this was like to really pay attention to the things that, like a shameless plug, but that the journal pulls out of you. So mm-hmm. by paying attention to what's working well for you, taking the Mike Bellafiore idea from One Good Trade, but you can get bigger in that trade in that setup and get better at that and better at that and bigger at that. You don't have to do anything else. So journaling on that win streak can really point out to you what trades are you doing best? Because some people have a win streak because they look at it like by their daily P&L. They might take three, like last week I had a trade or a day of trading where I had a loss, a break even, small profit, and then a really big winner to make the day profitable on NZDCAD. Some people would look at that and they're just looking at it day to day. What's their P&L? Profitable, 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 but they might have losing trades within that day. So I think journaling will really show them, okay, I didn't even need that X, Y, and Z setup, the D1 or that A1. I didn't need that. I could have just traded this setup because that's the one I'm doing well and I won yesterday. You know what I'm saying? You don't get that reflection without yeah. journaling. So I think journaling's a big piece on the winning side of it too.
1: Yeah, because then you can really analyze. I'm not just looking at overall day's profit. I'm individually looking at each trade I had to enter and exit and manage the whole way through.
0: And I've said it before, but like one of my biggest issues was that I... Oh, somebody just grabbed a journal. Nice. I just got the email. salt. saw it. That's cool. Shout out to Terrence. Thanks, Terrence. <laughs> um,
1: the way you just looked at that, I was like, did a bird fly into the window it's on, or something? It's, it's <laughs> on the
0: screen up there. But what I was going to say was I've said this before. But it's important, like, how many times I would take trades and not be documenting them. So I couldn't grow. I was, like, holding myself back because I would look at some of these trades and try to shove them under the rug. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Without going into too much detail on something I've talked about a lot of times before. (laughs) Yeah. So on the winning side of things.
1: um, Well, we can go on a positive note as well with the winning side. Yeah. Yeah. Also, document what are you doing well.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. like
1: What what makes those trades winners? Even outside of the trading, though, what was your routine like that day when you came to the chart? What did you do beforehand? What was your mind like? Were you in a happier place? Was your personal life happier? All sorts of things that you can pay attention to.
0: I think what ends up happening, just to tie it back to what I said about being right versus just following the system, is you'll string wins together, and then because you don't realize it, but you're associating those wins with being right. You'll then branch off that potential one trade that you're doing really well and go try something new, and that ends up screwing up some wins too because now you're thinking that your smartness or your rightness, how how smart you are, is being applied to the system when really, no, you're just comparing system to system. So you don't need to go looking for that other trade or that other whatever setup it is you could stick to just what's working you know what i mean
1: yeah cuz the market will quickly destroy your ego of thinking that you're right all the time
0: right so good that's the winning side of things i think that that covers malcolm's question pretty well talk a little bit on the losing side of things cuz i think there's more situations than we realize where people are running into a rut personally even not even yeah. in their trading and then that can dig them down to a point where they question even trading or even doing whatever it is that they're doing. There's a lot that we can talk about here when it comes to how to dig yourself out of a rut, so to speak. For me, I feel like there's multiple situations in my life where I've had to dig myself out of a rut. Lately, not too many. Very grateful for that. Is there anything in your life that you think back on and you're like, imagine like a comparable situation would be like eight trading losses in a row. How do you bounce back? Is there anything outside of your trading life that you can relate that to? Um. How you bounce back?
1: I really, it's very tough to give one specific answer of that. I kind of would just say it's my entire childhood and just how I was raised. I bounced back from that. Yeah, You know, like if you, and it's n- nothing against my parents at all. Love no. them to death. They did the best they could. But statistically, if you look at the way that I grew up, you know, no help at all going through college. You know, most kids wouldn't go to college if they had to do it all on their own. So with that, I look at kind of a, uh, setback is me having to take out so many student loans for college And then be in school full time and working three jobs at once just to keep myself afloat while also paying my loans at the same time. So although some people may not really look at that as a loss, it's definitely a rut that you have to find yourself because I wanted to get out of that. I I didn't want to stay in that forever. I could feel how it was going to cripple my life away if I did. So the way that I got myself out of that was I really started just asking myself, what is it that I want? And got so clear with that, that way when I started getting those things, I could accept it, but still continue to ask myself, how can I make this, I don't want to say better, but how can I continue to elevate this to get me further and further away from the rut. So, to relate that back to trading, what I might do is find small, small little habits that you can do to maybe decrease your chance of losses, but increase your overall well being elsewhere. That way, they will kind of have a trickle effect. So, okay, you might be in a hole of eight losses, but you made back some money selling something on the side, you know, whatever you have to do, and then keeping that behind you, but also continuing to move forward. Do you feel like yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. My thought on it would be like when you are in a rut, whether it's childhood or for me, I feel like there's just been some obstacles. Like one of them, smaller one, would be like when I got really sick. Just there's certain things in your life where I feel like you have to turn within. Mm-hmm. So with the trading, when you're in a rut with your trading losses, like you to get to your point of, how did you say it? Um, You had to get clear on what you wanted. Yeah. That takes you. that takes like a turn within. You have to talk to yourself. So in trading, when you're in a rut, I think review of your system can help you be confident in that self-talk, in that turn inward to look for that answer. Like, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of the problem where traders are consistently losing, it isn't so much that they're even trying different strategies. I mean, that is definitely a piece of it, but a part of it is that they're not um, using something that's actually tested and proven to work. So, in the situation of stringing losses and stringing losses and stringing losses, I think you have to be, like, more aware of, am I just gambling? Am I just throwing my money around because I'm emotional? Or am I actually trying to prove a system right? Or, you know, trade something that's been tested and proven right even. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's kind of, like, what I was getting, like, in a weird way of how I went about explaining that. But, like... It's small, small changes. Like you can't expect from being in a rut to just one night waking up and it's just a complete one eighty all of a sudden. You're super profitable now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just can't expect such a drastic change. You really have to small, small details. What small refinements can I make in my trading process to turn this thing around? Right. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be some magical answer. It really is like I said, baby steps. This sm- like it takes an inch to make a mile. Going inwards, figuring out what it is you actually want, reviewing your trading plan, reviewing all of your losing trades. If you even have one. Did you need to be in those trades? Right, right. Right. Like you said, if you even have Have one. Have a trading plan. Yeah. Yeah. Like compare the two. Did you need to be in those trades? Did you not? Just going back and doing that is a small step forward.
0: Do you think more traders lose money because they don't have a system or more traders lose money because they have a system but can't follow it properly?
1: Well, when you say the first thing I initially thought of, most traders probably think they have a system, but what does that actually look like? Some people's system might just be in their heads.
0: Or they're just saying support and resistance is my system.
1: Yeah. Like w- when you say system, I think you need to have a very detailed Definition planned, of what that, well, we should printed, define that. Yeah. Yes. Like it should Entry be. Entry signals, exit yes, signals, risk, risk management. Managed, all of that should yes. be
0: written like clearly defined it should be something you can explain to people it's not just something where you see it on a chart and you know it it's not like that it has to be predefined because that's what you can test then that's the point right so maybe
1: i would answer that it is mainly that because then it's like you think if you have lack the that clear
0: definition of what a system is
1: yeah because if you have a system i feel like it's a lot harder to not follow it because you put time and effort and blood sweat and tears into that thing it's printed out it's on your desk it's right in front of you with not the answer but the answer to profitability but you if would, you just follow that
0: right but that that's where all the issues are i feel like i think that there's a, a nice chunk of people that have that have some type of entry signal. Because I'm not the only one talking about it, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think there's other people out there that are talking about that. That you need a trigger, you need risk management, you need stops. So I, I just t- feel
1: like it's not detailed for people. I feel like they think overall of like, oh, I I see a pendant form. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, and, yeah. and it's coming off of a bottle. Like, whatever. Pe- like
0: Peter Brandt tweeted yesterday. who's like, the symmetrical triangle is the least profitable technical pattern, but the most popular to draw. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So maybe you're saying the definition of what like a system is and what goes into a proper trading business is not clear to most people and that's why they're losing money and that's why they might be in that loss, that rut of losses. So I feel like maybe to dig out, it's not as simple as do markups, study your system because like you're saying, because that's what my notes were, but you're saying people don't even sometimes know what a system is and that's a very good point.
1: Yeah, I feel like your system shouldn't, I mean, granted, in a way it always will, but that's because the market's always changing, but your system really shouldn't have holes in it. There shouldn't what would be a hole? For instance, if you're in a B setup and you're already at 2R and your system's not telling you if you should be moving your stop loss, if you should be piecing out, if it doesn't tell you those things, it's not complete. Mm. Like you should know what you're doing at every that's step of the way. That's lacking risk management. Yeah, like it's just, it's lacking details. It's trade. missing pieces of the puzzle. Trade
0: management, whatever you want to call it.
1: Absolutely. Like no, you you should
0: clearly Y'all are know. you that's, fu- that's very true. <laughs> like <laughs> very you, you should
1: clearly know what you're doing when you're in a trade. Like when you play a board game, it has clear instructions. In Uno, you get the plus two, you pick up two cards. Like you know what you're doing. Mm. And every step of the way, your trading plan should be no different.
0: Do you find that more people dig themselves into that rut when you've had the coaching sessions and stuff? Because they're just attached to the dollars and they're staring at like, oh, I lost 200 or I lost 2,000 or oh, I lost another 4,000 today. Oh, Now I'm down 8,000. I lost another four. Now I'm down 15. What? Now I'm 20, 30 down. Yeah. They're just looking at the money the whole time. They're like, they're like falling down a a (laughs) hole and staring at the money as they fall down further and further from the hole.
1: And every single one of those people, you know (laughs) what I tell them? It's not funny. It's not funny, but we have to find humor in our life some ways. Every single one of those people I've told them journal your emotions. Noticed when you're feel noticed. Notice when you're feeling that I love when
0: you do that eye flutter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a dope. Go ahead. Like notice when you're feeling those urges of greed and and how that makes you react because your emotions then come out of you as physical actions. So it's for just bring awareness to that. That way you can stop clicking the button and losing more money when you don't even know what you're doing. Like just pause take a step back you're gonna save money by not doing anything and getting your bearings right then continuously keep clicking like it doesn't make sense
0: but i think that that comes from just thinking that well it's wanting to make money of course yeah but then
1: but that could have so many pressures on the out like there could be so many reasons why people are feeling that pressure of needing to make money all
0: right so before we fall we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. To the point of the back-to-back losses and digging out. Now that maybe we've brought some clarity to what a system is. Do you think that consistent losses should warrant checking your system? People ask me that all the time.
1: So, I think that depends. Like,
0: if I have eight losses in a, a row, is my system wrong?
1: Well... It depends on how detailed you are right. with everything. Okay. So if you have eight losses. In a row. All, are all eight of those losses according to plan? Where if you were to print it out, put it on paper, compare your trade side by side to your trading plan, was that a trade you should have been in according to your plan? Right. If all eight of those trades were a yes, you should have been in them exactly the way you then were according to no. your trading plan.
0: Then you're saying stay course.
1: No, you might need to revise something then because that's eight losses in a row and you did follow everything on your plan. Right. Maybe the market structure is Would changing. Would you ever
0: say stay, stay, even if with eight losses in a row, stay course if you have enough detail? I don't remember I the last time depend- I lost eight right. trades in a row.
1: It depends on the conditions of the market. It's like, were those eight trades in a row all in one day on election day? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's a good point. It really depends on the economy. What else is going on? How, like, what was the time frame of those eight losses? Was it eight losses in a month in a row? Okay. At that point, I might look over your system because that's a whole month of the market doing whatever it does. And you're still losing according to your plan. You know, like you're following your plan and you're still losing. If it's within like a couple day period, I don't know that I would go back and revise your plan because it could just be the market doing you. what the market does. I agree with that. So it's really kind of
0: how do expectations create that. So Is the expectation that I'm going to make money trading, What is that expectation what causes me to stare at the money? And then by staring at the money, when I lose a couple of trades in a row, then I dig myself deeper and it's a lot harder to come out. So is it rooted in the expectation of me coming to trading and being right and I'm going to make money more times than not? Even without any system, with, without a system, is it just that expectation alone that can ruin you? Because that can then lead to what I just said, digging into the rut.
1: I think that it could be so situational depending on the person because it could just be a beginner really not knowing what they're doing and just taking multiple trades, you know. But
0: even there, there is an expectation. The beginner comes in expecting something.
1: Yes, but it, you can't say that every you're saying they're that all expecting necessarily to make money. They could be going into it just expecting to learn something and not caring about the outcome. But if they outcome. come and
0: throw in trades, their expectation could just be way out of reality. That's yeah. what it could be. Is that their expectation? In we that could just situation. say
1: it's unrealistic. Yeah, whatever the yeah. expectation might be.
0: Got it. So is is it unrealistic then to expect to make money?
1: Is it unre- in trading?
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Hmm. I don't want to say that that's a yes or no question because when you're trading, like, what is the definition of trade? Like, well, it could be something that's equal, but in this case, you're trading, like, in this type of, like, for instance, I could trade you my phone for your phone. You know, mm-hmm. that would be an equal trade. They're the same exact phone. But when you're a day trader, you are you don't want equal exchanges like that. You want to trade for then...
0: The, for a gain.
1: Right, for a gain. Where risk is in my favor. yes, that's an expectation because you could have a loss, but it's not, hmm. I don't know because it's not like an, necessarily an unrealistic expectation because that's why you do it for the gains, you know? Yeah. Would it be unrealistic to think that you're going to win every single trade? Yes.
0: That's fair to say. You know what I mean? Both of those statements would be true.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a yes and a no question.
0: I think that if you were to ask me.
1: Okay, wait, let's back up. Let me ask you. How'd you word it again? What was the exact question?
0: Is it fair to expect to make money when you're trading?
1: Okay. Is it fair to expect (laughs) money when you're trading?
0: Yeah, I think so. But it's about being realistic with the amount of money that you expect to make. Which yeah. comes back to your risk percentages and how much you're actually putting per trade and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's just rooted in a lot of unrealistic expectations. You have more people than not um, come into trading. Again, this was the same thing as me. You come in with $100 or $1,000 and you're looking to flip it. Because you <laughs> think that that's what trading can do. Again, an expectation. That expectation yeah. can lead you into a rut. So if you come into it with realistic expectations... I don't think you can ever really be dug into that rut because you'll never expect to win all of your trades, which would hopefully keep you in line with following the rules in your system. And if your system is profitable, like I just said, I don't remember the last time I lost eight trades in a row, even C setups. Like you're going to win something and your stop's going to get locked. You're not going to lose eight in a row. So if you have some type of system, I think you're going to be able to find that balance to keep you out of the losing streak. You still take losses, of course, but not eight losses in a row, five losses in a row. But it also keep you kind of even keeled when you're winning five, six, seven trades in a row, too. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And I feel like if somebody were... So it's
0: grounded in the system. It ha- that's the answer.
1: Yeah. And I feel like if somebody were like having eight losses in a row to where maybe the answer when whenever we did the comparison is that not all of their trades were according to plan, you know? And that was because of greed, you know, they just needed to push the button. It's like set up a demo account. That way you can scratch that itch on something to where you are still trading, but it's not actually affecting your gains, you know, your real capital over here. Only let your plan, what those trades are, be on that account. If you want to trade and scratch your itch and do whatever, test the news. Fake money. Yeah. Go on a demo account. Like who cares? Right.
0: Right. Good points. You got any other questions for me? We're coming up on 30 minutes. It's a good episode.
1: Yeah. Do you want to keep going or?
0: I don't know. Do you have any questions for me? Do you think we can keep it rolling? Since we're this far in, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, put them in the comment section below. I appreciate you guys listening this far through. Do you have anything else for me? I feel like you didn't ask me many questions today.
1: I know. Well, that's because we were just talking and then you ask questions and I answer and then you just ask Well, more. I ask
0: questions because you weren't asking me questions.
1: That's because I was answering your questions. Mm. <laughs> let's end it here. We can do another one with our other idea that we said.
0: You heard it, folks. Thank you for being here, everybody. We appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed. Give it a big thumbs up if you enjoyed it. And we'll see you in the next video. Adios. Thank you for listening to today's money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next episode.